This is your daily real estate syndication show, and I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today is a highlight show that's packed with value from different guests around a specific topic. Don't forget to like and subscribe, but also go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up to start investing in real estate today. I hope you enjoy the show. Our guest is Brian Robbins. Thanks for being on the show, Brian. Thanks for having me, Whitney. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited to have Brian on the show. He's a good friend of mine. I've known him and his family for quite a few years now. Brian is the author of Done, The Professional's Guide to Double-Digit Returns, Multi-Generational Wealth, and a Worry-Free Retirement. He's founder of Rollings Capital and is an income-focused multi-family real estate investment firm centered on providing stable, year-producing investments to their clients. Their asset management partner shave over $150 million in performing multifamily assets under management. The CEO of Cornerstone Complete Care Incorporated, a multidiscipline physical medicine clinic. Brian, thanks for again for being on the show, but give the listeners more about who you are and what your focus is right now. Yeah. So thanks again, Whitney, for inviting me. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician, but I'm also involved with multifamily real estate. And we got involved a few years back and have syndicated a few deals and have written a book on how to get involved with this great asset class. I've got 10 children and I stay pretty busy for sure. 10 children. That's nothing. Why why would you be busy? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No, it's awesome. Like I said, I know your family and just amazing people and and an amazing story there as well. Wish we had time to hear more about that story. But Brian, you wrote this book called Done. I'd love for you to tell us a little about that book and let's dive into a few things. Sure. So as a physician, things have changed in the last 20 years quite drastically. I got involved to help people. And I guess the focus of you know, what I've done with my life has been to really bring cutting edge medicine and well, physical medicine to patients. We have a multidiscipline practice and our hands have been more and more tied by government intervention and they've just changed things quite a bit. So it's become, it's gotten to the point where I spend more hours in a day just about documenting and answering questions and writing forms for insurance companies. I just got tired of it and I didn't get into healthcare to be a a glorified government healthcare worker. I got into it to have freedom and help people and just can't do that anymore. So that's what got me interested in writing a book on laying out a step-by-step plan for professionals to take their occupation and, and use it to generate passive income for themselves and hopefully lay out a roadmap where they can provide for that stepping point or that launching point for themselves to get out of medicine if they choose to, or out of, you know, whether it's veterinarian or dentist or or chiropractor, just, you know, providing for themselves doesn't mean they'll have to, if they choose not to, I mean, they may really enjoy what they're doing, but then they can do it without the stress and pressures of having to depend on insurance companies and fighting with clerks and small offices located someplace else that are telling you how to treat your patients. It changes things a lot when you can work because you want to instead of because you have to, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, could you just tell us a few of those steps or maybe we go through them? So, for, you know, for that professional or that somebody that's wanting to be a passive investor, but maybe they have that busy practice, just like you're talking about, and you're thinking, how in the world could I ever own any real estate? Could you just lay out maybe some of those steps for us? Sure. So, I mean, you have to really sit down and decide what you want, but lifestyle investing is kind of, I mean, it's a term we didn't come up with it, but it is a term that describes figuring out what you want to do and then invest to help you accomplish that. And so multifamily real estate and, you know, apartment complexes and 
they just have a great, especially in the commercial realm, they have a great way to, to make great income. And when you take that, you combine that with a full-time job, sometimes that's hard. You can't, you, you know, you don't want to be up at 2 a.m. cleaning toilets or, you know, plumbing toilets or, you know, tenants calling you. And so real estate syndication really provides the passive opportunity for investors to get involved with real estate and not have to worry about trash and tenants and toilets at 3 a.m. So that's probably the biggest step in understanding real estate syndication. And, and really, it's just pooling resources with other like-minded investors and taking down larger assets so that you can you know, capture the value of the commercial multifamily investments. All right. So when we're thinking, you know, that busy professionals thinking about what they want, you know, I guess what are going to be some common things that they are really going to need to consider, you know, when they're trying to figure this out to get started? Yeah. So I guess take single family rentals versus the hundred unit apartment complex. So, you know, you don't have time to manage either one, quite frankly, you don't want to be again, up late trying to deal with problems from a tenant. And so when you have a 100-unit apartment complex, it produces enough income that it underwrites the salary of a professional property manager. And so a professional property manager can be hired to come in and take all that hassle away. You know, they'll have a leasing agent, they'll have your people that take care of all the mechanical aspects of the property. And so you don't have to do anything. The only thing you have to do is manage the manager. And so that can be done during normal office hours. That can be done in leisure time. And that's what, if you're a syndicator, if you're not a syndicator, then it's even, it's even more passive because all you do is you invest your money and you sit back and, you know, on a quarterly basis, you're going to take a look at what your investment produced. You're going to look at reports from your syndicator. And so this is really taking advantage of the wealth building opportunity that multifamily apartments, you know, have, but you're not getting all the, the downside. You're not, you know, you're not having all the hassle associated with it. So you can continue your lifestyle. You can continue running your practice, but you can then take that money and put it into a, a hard asset. I'll tell you just a quick little side story. What really got me interested in this a number of years back was I was working with patients during the day, just treating some patients. And I walked in and there was a guy sitting on my exam table and he was literally had tears coming down his face. And he was obviously in a great deal of distress. And I thought he just had, you know, back pain or neck pain. I thought he was in really in a lot of trouble there, but that wasn't it at all. In fact, he said, you know, what am I going to do, Dr. Robbins? What am I going to do? And I, I, I said, well, I don't know. Tell me what's wrong. <laughs> and <laughs> and he, he said, I just, you know, this was actually a couple days after the big crash and the stock market crash. He said, I just put all my retirement funds in the stock market. Oh. And I was like, okay, well, I'm trained well in you know how to take care of back and neck pain, but this is not really my specialty. Um, and then we talked about it a little bit, and it turned out he had taken his company stock and transferred it over and put it in there, and it had dropped by like forty or fifty percent overnight. I mean, in literally a couple of days. And so I didn't want to be in his position. I didn't want to be sitting on some doctor's exam table somewhere talking about how I had worked my entire life. And half of it disappeared overnight because that was just invested in, in you know, the stock market. And so that's what got me most attracted to this asset class where you can actually own a physical building. You can go visit your property anytime you want. If you're an investor, whether it's you know, syndication or you own your own place, you can go and you can knock on the doors. You've got something. If the stock market crashes, people still need a place to live. And so... The industry likes the term an evergreen investment. I mean, there's always a demand for housing as long as people like to have roofs over their heads. So that story, and I told that story in my book, but that's really what got me interested in this field the most. 
Wow. So our listener, then, you've convinced them. They, they know that they, they want to invest in large apartment communities, multifamily. And so what's some of the next steps or the next step that we should be thinking about to, you know, as a busy professional to help generate that passive wealth? So there's different asset classes, but multifamily seems to be the one that I really like that and self-storage. So if you're going to go with multifamily, then you got to figure out where you want to invest. You got to sit down and talk to a syndicator. If you want to invest with a syndicator, you want to do it yourself. You want to, you know, go for a larger asset. You want to go for a smaller asset. And so you got to take, walk through all those, those steps, but finding somebody you can really trust. If you're going to invest with a syndicator, that's incredibly important. And so you want to see somebody's track record. You want to be comfortable with them as a person because you're going to be working with them for a while. They're going to be managing your investments. You want to make sure that they have a great communication system. They have a decent team around them and they understand the asset category. They, they understand how to find you know, value-add assets that they can improve and create wealth for, for themselves and for you as an investor. And so I think that's pretty critically important is you know, finding a syndicator if you're going to go that route. Making money is not about what you have. It's about what you keep. And the only way to keep money is to understand where it came from and where it needs to go. Lionshare Bookkeeping believes that there's a difference between owning real estate and owning a real estate business. That's why Lionshare Bookkeeping provides bookkeeping on a consistent basis, giving you the level of understanding you need and helping you keep the lion's share of your money. Today, LSBK works exclusively with real estate investors nationwide to obtain the level of financial clarity needed to focus on acquisitions, marketing, running their business, and enjoying time with their family. If you'd like to learn more about them, go to lionsharebookkeeping.com to check out their educational content and book a meeting with them if you're ready to take it to the next step. Our guest is James Kandasami. Thanks for being on the show again, James. Hey, Whitney. Happy to be back on your show. Yeah, I'm happy to have you back. James is an expert in this business, and it's always a pleasure to have him on the show. In case you haven't heard of him, I would, I would encourage you to go back and listen to a couple other shows. I know he was on show WS27, believe it or not, and WS101. And then uh, you know we talked about numerous things about hidden value in multifamily investments and how to vet a sponsor. And I mean, there are lots of things about passive investing. He is... Uh, let me just get into his background a little bit in case you haven't heard of him. Uh, but since establishing Achieve Investment Group LLC in 2015, James has syndicated nine large apartment complexes totaling 1,700 units and has grown his portfolio to $130 million plus. Uh, his pragmatic skills in solid communication, interpersonal, analytical, and organizational leadership skills, as well as his deep-rooted background in real estate investment are what makes him unique. With over six years of experience in real estate in more than four years in multifamily acquisitions and asset management, James harnesses his experience to drive to offer clients firsthand vertically integrated services in multifamily investment, finding off-market deals, asset construction, and property management. Uh, James, thank you again for being on the show. And, and it wasn't in your bio, but I'm going to tell the listeners anyway. He is the author of a, of a great book. It's called Passive Investing in Commercial Real Estate. I mean, if you're a passive investor in this business, it's definitely a book to start with. It's definitely a book that's going to help you to make a better or more wise investment in this space. We're going to talk about numerous things about that during the show today that the passive investor needs to know. James has focused um, on this and is very knowledgeable about helping the passive investor. So James, welcome to the show. Tell the listeners a little more or maybe give them an update since the last show, but let's jump in. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So happy to be back. Uh, 
can't remember. I know you you mentioned a few podcast episodes. I just do not know when exactly was that. But I believe one of it was like when I recently launched my book, like one and a half year ago. I mean, that book, like, is crazy. I mean, I just can't believe it. I mean, I wrote it because I was passionate about teaching my passive investors that real estate is not a commodity, especially real estate syndication. It's not a commodity, right? It's not the same. A lot of it depends on the sponsor. You know, the passive investors need to know how to underwrite deals at the same time, you know, look at different market cycle, you know, look at different capital source and how do I, how do, how can they optimize their passive investments to be very successful for themselves rather than just going blindly investing in every single deal out there. I mean, um, you know, that's why I wrote the book. And it's like, it's like top 15 book by Jim Cramer, The Street, you know, which I didn't even know, right? So, and I already sold like 2,000 copies, paid copies, not even the one that I, that I give free. Right? It's once in a while uh, when, I, when I go for meetup, sometimes I do give for free. I'm not. So, you know, selling that many books, I mean, writing a book is one thing. I mean, you can claim yourself as an author, but whether your book sells or not and people read about it and we have like 64 five-star reviews right now and you know it's just amazing so i'm a, a deal sponsor or what we call a syndicator we own like almost 2000 units in central texas which is austin and san antonio yeah i mean author of that book and i have my own podcast achieve wealth through value at real estate investing podcast and you know we are vertically integrated that means we own property management company within our asset management and acquisition arm as well so which which gives us a lot of advantage and i really like to focus a lot on off-market deals just because i think that's where the biggest bang for the buck because if you go and buy deals you know on market through self-bidding you probably you know is the highest paying guy out there and you probably need to really hope that the price is going to go up from where you buy because you already fundamentally you overpaid for that deal right on the day you want the <laughs> bidding process you fundamentally overpaid What's been the key for you to find or get connected to get, to achieve or finding off-market deals? Yeah, I think in the beginning, it was more like me going direct to sellers. But after I do one or two deals, I got like two deals direct from sellers. Actually, three deals direct from sellers out of my nine deals. A lot of it, brokers start coming to me. But I think the key thing about off-market is for, for you to get started, right? Because it's very hard for a newbie to get started buying a good deal in a good market you know from a broker directly right because brokers you know they have a lot of buyers in front of them a lot of experienced buyers who they want to maintain relationship and they don't want to risk their you know a couple of hundred thousand of commission you know just because some newbie they want to help out newbie unless unless they are your family family or very close friend and they really want to take that chance right so they don't do that yeah, brokers, direct uh, direct access to brokers through off-market deals at the same time uh, we used to do a lot of direct marketing to sellers when I get started. Nice. Well, you know, James, let's jump right into, uh, I know you have learned, you know, just some secrets about passive investing, especially after writing the book too, and you're helping lots of investors. You know, let's help them today as well that are listening, different things you've learned, things they need to be thinking about. I know briefly talked about, you know, even just deal structuring and analyzing and IRR and some of those things that as a passive investor, they need to know to look at, you know, it can be so many, it can, there can be so many details. It can seem overwhelming uh, as a passive investor, but, you know, get us started with some, some things, secrets, things that you've, you've learned recently that is really going to benefit that passive investor. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, when I wrote the book, I was really focused on introducing the passive investing world to, you know, to the masses, right? So, so it was very basic, uh, chapter one, and after that, it goes a bit more detail into like chapter, you know, chapter three, four on, onwards to up to chapter seven is a lot more advanced concepts, which, you know, people, experienced passive investor will really appreciate, but it was still 
very basic. This is how you want to invest in passive investing. And I'm and writing a, a proper book takes a lot of time. It takes like one and a half year for me to write that book. And I was in this world where I had a, a group, a circle of of uh, people within me. And you know, this I mean, first of all, introducing that whatever I know to outside of my circles. At the same time, I also realized that within my own mindset, I'm also limited in terms of knowledge, what's happening outside in the industry, because syndication is private, right? Everybody don't talk about it. It's, it's not like a, you can go and you know type an article and find the details of uh, you know investment structures that every sponsor or syndicators are putting in. So, so after I wrote the book, uh, six months after I wrote the book, I started talking to more people, starting exploring my my network a lot more, and and found I found out there's a lot more things that I should be updating. You know that I should be educating passive investors. Of course, it's a bit more advanced concept, and which I want to share it right now. A lot more things to educate passive investors, especially if they already like started investing, right? And and some of the things I'm going to cover right now. So one of it is basically how do you analyze a deal? How do, I mean, I, in the book, uh, I think the second chapter, I talk about personalizing all investment, right? So if you are a cash flow person, you want lower risk, you want more high cash flow, you go into a cash flow deal. Whereas if you are a young person who want to multiply your equity and you don't really need the cash flow right now, you go and do a lot, lot more into the deep value add and value add deal. So this is how it is, right? But I also learned, I mean, I also know that there's a lot more advanced concept on how to put that into uh, numbers, right? So when someone give you a deal, right? Deal A versus deal B and it has cash flow every year, cash flow, you know, cash flow. I said, for example, 10,000, 10,000, 10,000 every year in deal A. And, and the second deal is like, you know, there's no, there's maybe it's 5,000, 5,000, 5,000 and the back end you get a lot more versus the first deal you get a lot more on the cash flow, like 10,000, 10,000, but you get less in the back end. Which one is better? Which one is good for a passive investor? So the concept that I'm going to be talking to you and your your listeners is something where we 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 look at an investment. We we have overall metrics of any investment. The best way to summarize it is usually IRR, right? When people talk about cash flow, yeah, cash flow is the ultimate goal, but it's ultimate goal for people who are focused a lot on cash flow, right? It may not be focusing a lot on the back end, right? So. So it's very interesting that you know some people are focusing a lot on the back end, some people focus on a cash flow, but but in the commercial real estate world, the advance, the advance, the Wall Street of commercial real estate, they do give a lot of uh, value for cash flow because cash flow is more certain, the risk are lower, right? Because you're going to say next year I'm going to pay you this much versus five years down the road I'm going to sell it at this exit cap rate. We may sell it. We do not. I mean, we put a lot of clauses for the five years down the road, right? So. So that value on the exit on the on the back end is actually lower value compared to the cash flow, right? So, but how do you analyze it? Which one you want? Which one is a better deal, right? So the concept that I'm going to talk about is something called risk-adjusted return, right? So if there's a lot more cash flow, your risk in that deal is lower, your return is higher because you're focused a lot on the cash flow. Whereas your if your cash flow is lower and you focus a lot on the back end and your your big money is coming only in the back end, so that is a risk is high return is low, right? Because I mean, even though you get a lot more money, but still the risk is high, right? So the concept of risk is, you know, sometimes people don't talk about it. People just talk about flat numbers, right? Which is very, very least sophisticated of looking at investment. Thank you for being a loyal listener of the Real Estate Syndication Show. Please subscribe and like the show. Share it with your friends so we can help them as well. Don't forget, go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up and start investing in real estate today. Have a blessed day. 